Good day and welcome back to the Half-Baked Podcast. I'm going to dive right in. I'm going to try and keep it short. I'm going to try and stay on topic. I want to kind of revisit the very first episode, which was about help. And I want to take the lens of um, looking at gifting versus giving. Um, I think it could be really helpful in us refining our idea of when we are helping someone from the good of your heart or helping someone to help yourself or to get something out of it. Because I really believe people, when they say that I am giving without expecting anything in return, I want to give because it makes me feel good. But even though in a sense I mean that, at the same time, I am going to start feeling resentment I will be upset when people aren't as giving to me as I am to them because I do think that there's a lot of validity in this that I'm not asking for anything in return, but there is, right, there is an unspoken agreement in that, that I am some, I'm doing you a favor and therefore you should be willing, if you were a decent person, to do a favor for me. It is okay to give something and expect a return. I really want to I don't know, shed a light on that because I feel like so often people can, they're saying that because they don't want to seem like, oh, I'm not trying to be manipulative or conniving and I genuinely am a giving person. I want you to be happy and I have this that I can and I'm willing to give and I don't expect you to return it to me. I'm not going to hold it over your head or anything like that, right? I genuinely, genuinely mean that. That can be true. And I I, I want to give validity to that because I think it's so important to stand in your own power. You can set yourself up for failure when you don't distinguish between these two ideas of like giving to give freely and there has no attachment behind it. And when you're giving, but you are not, um, I don't know, what I'm imagining is, it's like, this is my idea of gifting. You are gifting someone a part of yourself. So there is this idea of attachment behind it. You are attached to this idea of giving whatever it is, time and object, encouragement, whatever it is. You have attachment to that idea. You have attachment to that act and you have an attachment to what the other person gets from it, what they get from it and what they do with it. You are attached to that outcome. You are gifting someone something, right? It's not just giving with no strings attached. It's gifting. You are giving something to someone, but there is an attachment to you. What I'm imagining is like how people can carve their names on a tree or something or um, in a book or whatever, like an I I was here kind of thing, like trying to leave your mark. That resonates for me, that this idea of gifting is um, you wanting to leave your mark somehow and leaving your own legacy, which I don't want to undermine that. And I'm not here to dismiss that as like egotistical, because honestly, the way that we treat egoism, I think you could argue is kind of egotistical because how we speak about ego leaves no room for positive ego play. And I think that um, positive play with your ego is incredibly important and um, unavoidable. It's unavoidable in life. So you should not be shamed out of it. You should just be very aware and look at it and acknowledge where and how and when your ego comes in and at what point it becomes selfish or like detrimental to a situation. So yes, of course, coming to this idea that gifting is not wrong. There is nothing bad about that. And there is nothing wrong with expecting to receive something in return. There isn't at all. Everyone wants that. That is so important. You are not a bad person. You, you know, it's not a moral failing to give and expect something in return. It is not a moral failing for someone to offer you something and expect something in return. But this is just an, another um, opportunity for us to speak up and find words to be able to make those agreements verbal.
in which case you can refine them. Um, and I don't just actually set firm boundaries. I feel like when so many agreements that we have and make aren't verbalized and they're not even examined, they're just assumed, there, there is no... Um, there is no obviously clear sense of boundaries. What I'm thinking of, I remember being in school and that there was like four or five signs of when a mole could be cancerous, basically. And just to clarify, I went to school for massage therapy. So there was pathology and shit like that. Um, and it was like A, B, C, D, and E, I think, like were the letters that represented each thing. But one of them was, um, I think it's B, was borders, which was um, the borders are inconsistent, like uh where the mole is and where it ends becomes not necessarily indistinguishable, but let's just go with that. Where, right, if I look at the moles in my body, they are brown. Where that brown ends and where my, you know, white skin begins is very clear. But when it's not clear, right, that can be an indication of a cancerous mark, right? A cancerous mole. And I think that that is, translates well to this idea that when agreements are assumed, when they are not looked at, when they are not refined, when they are not dictated by a specific situation or by the parties in a given situation, it is a cancerous agreement. Um, and there is treatment for that kind of shit. We can't intervene there. Let's see if I can remember the other ones because I'm sure the other ones would also apply. I might have to Google this, but I think A was asymmetrical. So if the mole isn't the same on both sides or top and bottom, right? Like it's, yeah. I wish, okay, when I think about um, an agreement between people and gift giving and so on, when asymmetrical, I think of expectations um, toward an agreement or the agreement that whoever each party is signing, they're not the same agreement. But because you haven't talked about it, you're, neither of you consenting to the agreement that the other party has written up. You're each signing your own agreement, assuming that you've signed the, you know, assuming that the other person has signed your agreement when they don't because they don't know what it is, you know? So there's so much room for mess in that situation. A was asymmetrical, B was border, C is color. That the color can change. How would that apply here? Do I really want to keep going with this? Um, the color. The color of a mole and how the color changes. What I'm thinking of here is mutation and I'm imagining that you have this gift exchange um, on good faith in a sense. But when this agreement isn't um, honored, say, and even as the person who was the gift giving, who, who gave the gift, even though you may assume that you, you know, signed an agreement of yourself saying that like, oh, no, I'm not asking for anything in return. There are clauses that if you don't um, <laughs> review the document before you sign it, the discoloration begins to happen. And I, I view this as resentment or um, maybe even deceit. I don't know, it's just, I think this is when the gift giving, this thing that's supposed to give you energy and give you purpose and beauty, um, you know, it's morally righteous, it's righteous. You know, it's supposed to give you something in return, the sense of peace or um, utility that you were of use to someone starts changing and it no longer makes you feel good. It actually makes you feel hollow. It actually did take something from you, even though you're coming at it to be this gracious individual, right? With beautiful intentions, but you're not reflecting on yourself because to you, it's like you're thinking, oh, if I give something to someone and 
I am asking for something in return. That's my fault. So then you shame yourself and hide it. You can't face that truth. And this discoloration becomes, you know, it comes and you have resentment and you have anger and you're holding rage against this person and you feel that you have been um the first word that's coming to my mind is assaulted um maybe that's not the right term or the best term to use here but you feel like you have been injured or harmed or used and you feel disempowered because you were the one that gave this thing oftentimes it's you know with no request no one asked anything of you you were the one that popped up and offered it it's almost like you betrayed yourself, but again, you feel like you have no right to feel like this, that so you just sit on it. But then it builds more about these things, and then it also informs your future agreements. When you give in the future, you also, your agreements can become harder. Again, when these other aspects are, this resentment and so on, this discoloration is coming in, all these other clauses are coming up that you are then signing, but it's not informed consent, but you're still giving consent to a situation I don't know if I mentioned this in the previous podcast or if I was just thinking about it, but I think I did. How we make so many agreements in our lives and we tend to not sweep them out when they no longer apply or when they're not necessary. We continue living by them even if it doesn't, it isn't a reflection of our reality anymore. Um, and this is just another example of that. There is nothing wrong with giving, of course, and there is nothing wrong with expecting something in return. You just need to be honest about that, right? Because if you're not honest and there is no like informed consent and that resentment starts to build, that I feel like is, of like I think naturally that leads to this place of you being more manipulative, right? Because it's like I'm giving and giving and giving, but I'm not getting what I need in return. So I'm going to do what I can to get my needs filled. So I'm going to come at this, but I'm maybe even not, not even consciously aware that I'm going to approach it like this, or I'm going to give them this, but under only under this condition, or I'm going to give it to them in this way so that I will end up getting what I need, even though it won't make me feel good or satisfied because I did it manipulatively. This person isn't doing it from the good of their heart. They're doing because I forced their hand. So in a way, I'm, I'm acting through them to fulfill my need, but it's really just me fulfilling this need, and I have objectified this other party, and I'm resentful for them when these are not agreements that they made. Um, it can just get really, really messy. So I have said A is asymmetrical, B is borders, C is color, D is diameter. Is it the size of it? It grows. And again, that comes back to mutation. It changes color. It, you know, it's mutating, it's growing, right? And I think that happens too, is that a lot of times gift givers can come from gift givers, everyone, I'm trying to say everyone when they're in this position, you can come at a situation and your supposed gift can actually be a huge weight or burden on people because you have, you know, your, your agreement is now so waterlogged. Like there are so many clauses. It's like a bulky agreement. And although this person doesn't have informed consent and they don't understand what they're signing by um, accepting this gift from you, they can feel the weight of it. And all your, you know, easy comments about, oh, don't you worry about it. It doesn't change anything about the way this person is receiving it, right? And if you're on that receiving end, I want you to not just write off this 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 feeling of resistance toward it because you might be really harming yourself by doing so, right? You receiving a gift from someone should not be, it shouldn't first and foremost be a gift to them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that it can't be. 
But if it, it's just, oh, you're doing it because it's making them feel good, the gift isn't to you. It is a burden to you. It actually is a gift back to them. And when there is, um, you know, unconscious forces at play, it's just, it's not, it's not clean or simple, right? Like if you don't feel comfortable, you should feel comfortable to say no to a gift someone is giving. And if someone is upset or offended because you don't accept something they were willing to give you, to me, in my life anyway, and I could be wrong, but I view that as, okay, you were right to not accept it. They're not coming at it honestly, and you would be taking on a situation that you didn't want and that you didn't mean to and that you didn't know you were consenting to. Diameter, and I think there was an E. Um, a, B, C, D, E of cancerous moles. Let's see here. Okay. Oh, no shit, I actually did it. Cool. Asymmetry, border, color, diameter. Did I say diameter? I thought I did. And evolving, so it's like changing, which the former four kind of indicate that, but that it's constantly evolving. And that's, I guess, my point that I would want to mention for that one is that I'm thinking about the gifting, the person gifting, is that this simple, supposedly selfless act of giving is constantly evolving and changing and getting bigger and heavier and there's more agreements, more clauses, and it's just, at a certain point, I feel like you almost have to wipe clean this idea and come at it again from a new place um, for yourself as well. These are the characteristics of skin damage that doctors look for when diagnosing and classifying. Oh, melanomas. There we go. These are the characteristics of skin damage. These are the characteristics of damage, of gifting damage, of damage, of giving gifts to look for when diagnosing or classifying cancerous agreements. I think that's a good thing to utilize here. So I guess what I want to bring forward here is now from this idea of gifting, which I want to add a caveat here that, of course, giving gifts is a beautiful thing. It's beautiful to want to show up for people. I'm not, I never want that to go um, unrecognized. Switching over to the other side of give, giving, right? Where I think in my first episode about help, I referred to it as giving when you are giving things, when you are being giving but now I am putting my first episode and kind of how I talked about it under the heading of gifting. You were trying to gift someone something, right? Like it's a present, but it has your name on it, right? It's like you're delivering something to someone, but you've carved your name in the back, right? It's a part of your legacy, this gifting of yourself. There's an idea of attachment behind it. It underlies the, pro the, the act of gifting something to someone. To separate that now from the idea of giving, which it doesn't have attachment around it. As in things are coming through you. It's not you, yours, or whatever that you are now um, plucking up and putting in someone else's basket. Like it's more like a river type thing where it's like there are no baskets, there is no division between people. I am simply passing something that was um, came my way. I am now, um, you know, just, uh, I'm just relinquishing it. I'm not using my control as an individual person and moving this thing to a specific spot for you. It's me just letting go of control and it, you know, floats away from me to you. Um, define giving. Providing love or other emotional support or caring. 
where I'm coming from in my head, at least with this context that I'm developing here, is that that, that definition would be more gifting. He was, you know, instead of he was very giving and supportive, he was gifting his support to me. So here giving is freely transferring the possession of something to someone else, handing something over, um, relinquishing control, which doesn't just mean physical, it also means emotionally and mentally as well. Um, give to administer. See, administering something, to me, um, my initial reaction is that's more gifting. Administering, you have the skill and the equipment to then help someone in a certain way. So your skill and your equipment are still yours. You are just, say, administering medicine. You are gifting something to them, but you're not giving them something. Mm-hmm. I like this one, entrust. Commit, consign, or entrust. I like that. And again, that would be gifting in, in this context here. Entrusting someone with something, right? Again, you have your name on it. It's your legacy. You are entrusting someone else with this aspect of yourself or your legacy or something. And you expect them to not tarnish it. If we truly want to help people, and that includes ourselves, I think it has immense value to really start breaking down this idea of when am I actually helping people? How can I do it best? How can I set boundaries and protect myself in the process? How can I acknowledge what my needs actually are and what I'm trying to get fulfilled in this exchange? What is fair and what isn't? And what isn't fair, how can I go about getting these needs filled in a more honest and a fruitful way? Because maybe this context just isn't the best place and I am burning up my own energy trying to get a result that I continuously do not receive down this path, right? And then you can have a life where if you continually try to get a need met in the same situation, and this isn't like, I have mentioned how that's the definition of insanity, is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah. Again, I just for me, it always comes back to self-reflection and really noting what am I trying to get here? Is that fair? Acknowledging that, do I still feel like I want to give this to this person? Because when I break apart this idea of like, oh, okay, I'm gonna give this to this person and this is the need that I'm gonna get filled in response. When I now see, oh, that need actually has nothing to do with that situation and I'm gonna take that need and I'm gonna take it somewhere else. Um, what's left in this situation of gifting? Is it quite hollow? Is it um, materialistic in a way? And now that my need isn't a part of it, am I actually helping this person? Do I actually have to give what I'm claiming I do? Is it helpful for me? Is it helpful for them? Maybe I shouldn't, right? Maybe I, instead of jumping forward to be of use, maybe I need to reflect on the dimensions of that. Because just being willing to give in itself isn't necessarily the best and then separating these two ideas, you can acknowledge that I want to give a gift here, but maybe the most giving thing I can do is withholding, right? Like practicing self-control and not jumping in, not trying to gift, not trying to fix or solve. Like actually the most giving thing I can do is just sitting back and allowing someone else to ride the waves of an experience themselves, right? Maybe the best gift or no 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 um the most giving i can be is to give them space 
um, to bear witness to something, right? And coming back to the first episode and allowing them to feel the dimensions of the situation themselves and identify their own needs so that if they do want help or they do need a gift, I can recognize that, you know, I don't know, that they can come to me or ask for help. They can ask for this gift that they need. And then from this place, I can actually give this gift. It's not about giving myself. It's about someone else needing help that I have to offer. And in this way, it's almost a truer form of help. You are being more useful because you are utilizing the skills that you have that someone else is requesting because they don't have them. And I feel like there's more of a closed loop there. Like it's less wasteful. Your energy isn't wasted as much. And there's less backlash. There's less harm. Rather than you jumping forward with all this baggage of your own, you were letting someone come to you and you can knowingly gift them something. Right? It's like they're writing the agreement. And by you sitting silently and observing, you are learning about this agreement and what's at play. You are letting them define it themselves and verbalize what it is specifically that they're needing and why. And then you can help that instead of giving what you think you need to give and giving too much of yourself. Because I really feel like the, the best thing you can do is the least amount, if that makes sense. Like giving and giving and giving and being open and just bleeding everywhere with like your aid isn't the best. You hurt yourself. Um, there's so much wasted. Um, and it gives other people um, maybe too much. It could enable them. Um, they don't know how to maybe use a lot of the help that you're giving them, right? Or rather than letting them identify what gift it is that they need. And then you can, right? It's like when someone is saying, this is what I want for my birthday or Christmas or something like that. And you nod your head, but then you give them what you think that they need or what you think they could use more. And they're like, well, actually, I'll never use this. Or I actually don't like this. Or I asked for this specific thing for a specific reason. Like, I actually need this to further whatever it is. And you ignored my need because your gift giving was actually more about you than it did about giving a gift to me. Right? Like, the gift you were trying to give is a gift to yourself. Giving the most energy to something isn't necessarily the best, brightest, or bravest gift. So I'm just going to leave it there. Thank you guys for listening again. Please leave a review. Ask some questions. Happy to hear from you.